Welcome to the Back Pocket, your wildly average podcast. Today is September 11th, and the boys from the Back Pocket are back. How are we feeling, Jack? Great. Um, still uh, in search of a synonym for the word back. Yes. Um, maybe returned, or uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come back to it. I don't know if that's, if it's going to be my go-to for life. Maybe I should change it up a little bit. I've changed it up here and there, but... I just like saying it. Yeah, you care about that. Mm-hmm. Understandable. So, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Uh, just like the school, school was just kicked off uh, last Wednesday. Just uh, just got school started. College is back. Um, we're back, obviously. Um, but, you know, we always got to talk about our average quality. Yeah. And uh, this week is uh, our books. We did, uh, we're average, and uh, we, just, we didn't buy our books. Yeah, so, week. you know, most college students may um, buy their books before... School starts, right, because you want to have your books ready for class, but being partially savvy, I mean, this is kind of common knowledge. We're not saying we're, like, the golden message here, like we're unlocking a magic door or a gateway, but right. we just we just act average and just say, hey, we're going to wait until we get our first homework assignment, and then we look at, like, what it is, and we're like, oh, I need my book for this. Now I need my book. So now, they, my teacher has forced my hand. Yep. Now I got to respond. So, you know, you look at the syllabus, you get a syllabus. Um, at the, uh, usually on the first day, and the book, the teacher will be like, uh, "This is the required text." Now, required has two different meanings. Required, as in, uh, if you're a nerd, you should buy it and read it, and you don't actually need it, or it's actually required because it has the homework problems in there, or you know, you have to do the reading in there, and and you're going to talk about it in class. So the only way you really find out is if if you need it or not is uh, you know usually the first homework assignment. Or the teacher will be real with you and be like, uh, here's the book. You don't necessarily need it. You can buy it if you want, yep. and then they'll throw it to the side. A good giveaway is when the teacher says, you know, it doesn't really matter what edition you get. Just, Ooh, that's a good one. And once they, once they say that, then you're like, okay, you probably don't need the book, but it's going to be helpful just to yeah. have it in your back pocket. Ooh, nice. Yeah, good plug. But yeah. that's when you can get a really cheap one. Like instead of buying the 12th edition, that's $250. You can get the 5th edition for yeah. $20. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, in our heat transfer class on the first day, um, some kid had their the book, and this was the very first edition of the book. Now this came back. This this first, he told us to buy the first edition for two dollars online. He's like, "This is fine. Um, I'll explain in class." So, first day of class, our teacher brings in his because he's the teacher. He has the two hundred and fifty dollar seventh edition uh, one, and so he had the kid with the first edition open up the book introduction. He said, "Blah blah blah. Read me the first line." And then he opened his uh, his seventh edition book up, and then they read the first line together. Same book. It's Stupid. incredible. It's so unbelievable. Bad. They change like the examples in the at the end of the chapters. They, they don't change them. They just mix them around. So okay. number twenty on like the first edition is now number one. Okay. Yeah, it's garbage. And then like unbelievable. They, some teachers actually make you get the newest one because of that. Because yeah. like we need you to do the examples in this order, so you have to get the new one. It's like, lady or gentleman, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, don't make me spend $250 on a book that I'll use yeah. maybe for 20 hours and then never again in my life. Yeah. And I will say, the older I've gotten in college, the less I've spent on books. So yes. the very first semester I showed up, you know, you're nervous, you're a freshman, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you go with your parents to the bookstore, to St. Tom's Bookstore, which you probably should never go to because those are where the books are most expensive. And, uh, you know, you're probably spending 500 bucks on books. Uh, this this year, I have spent a record number, uh, $13. 13 I'm at, 
I bought two books. No, three books are all seventeen to twenty dollars. So nice. I'm right, like sixty ish right that's, now. That's affordable. Yeah, we can make that and work. I got one more book to buy. I'm waiting to, if I really need it or not. And uh, watch your watch watch your verb. So you don't necessarily have to buy it. You can rent it. Rent it. Rent. Always rent because Used. because you never need it usually. Yes. Or illegally download it, but we don't advocate for that. So yep. do what you need. All right. So school's back. Why, why don't we touch on a couple other things about school being back? You know. I had a great first day of class, my very first class on Wednesday this past week. We had a little icebreaker, as you always do, just kick, cl- kick class off, you know, break the tension between the classmates because, you know, you, it's, do I want to participate? Do I not? Like, what's this class? What's the atmosphere like? Sure. Well, my marketing teacher. Uh, well, I'm taking marketing this yeah. semester, so I can improve on our marketing schemes. Yep. So that's going to be a huge spot for us. In the, Given that we have marketing interns, we thought we'd study up um, and do a little... Uh, research and studying ourselves, educating, I should say, uh, to be better. Yes. So here we are. Um, and I'm going I'm to grow, hopefully. Uh, but the icebreaker was, you know, just simply put your name on the on your name tag and then give yourself a little logo, a brand um, that describes yourself. Well, I figured this is the perfect opportunity to plug the podcast, so I drew a little back pocket on my little nameplate, and I was the fourth or fifth person to go. I stood up, and I was like, hi, my name's Andrew and Sarah. And I have a back pocket as my logo. You may be asking yourself why a back pocket. Well, I figure this is the perfect time to plug my podcast at the back pocket. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes. And I was about to sit down, and the teacher goes, the back pocket? So you have your own podcast. Why the back pocket? I was like, oh, it's funny you ask. Uh, softball. Softball question. question. <laughs> Tee that bad boy up for yeah. you. Knock That's a whole home run. run. And I just gave him the full plug of, like, why were the back pocket? And the yeah. class ate it up. Oh, yeah. It was good. And uh, he also, you know, the part you're forgetting at the end of the story, you had told me this earlier when he said, you know, who remembered this, uh, who who, which uh, introduction did you remember the most? And uh, not to brag. Not to brag, but I think it ended up being like the third of the class voted the back pocket they remember. Yeah. Which is pretty average. Which is exactly where we want to be. And then I go, he's like, so a third, that's pretty good. I mean, not many people are usually that high. I said, well. We're an average podcast, so it fits perfectly. Yeah, and he it just bodes he was, well, and he smiled. So yeah. I, th- I think he got what we were, yeah. Uh, yeah. What we're about. Uh, maybe we get him on the show. M- maybe. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Vuelo something. Vuelo. Mr. Doctor Vuelo. Oh, Doctor Vuelo. Something if you're like listening, that. maybe maybe come join. Come join us. Um, you know, another thing that I like, uh, you know, just going off the icebreakers is like the fun fact about yourself. Yes. It's like, first of all, in engineering classes. I don't know why they do this, but they ask you what your major is, and it's like we're in an engineering class. Every kid's gonna be an engineer. Yeah. So it's like it's either electrical or mechanical. My name's Declan Brown, I'm a mechanical engineer from Colorado, and then like you know you gotta hit him with the fun fact because yeah. that's just you know it's an identifying of who you are, and uh, so I usually I say I'm the oldest of five or I play football, and that can go two different ways because people either th- if you tell me play football. Then they're like, oh, wow, this kid's a major asshole. Yeah. But, you know, if big you tell jock him, guy. Yeah, big jock guy. Really stupid. Yeah. You know, always talks like this all the time. Oh, yeah, big hey, jock guy. Hey, big, hey, Saturday game day, let's go. Yeah, let's put our heads together. Yeah. Yeah, so not me. No. Uh, no. Podcasters. Yeah, podcasters. Different, completely things. So now I've, I had to start, we had to start the podcast in order to, uh, you know, tell the fun fact is actually we're podcasters. So it's so much easier. Now I don't have to stress about coming oh, up. With you never theory. have to stress about it's it. It's like in any situation where you saw anything creative and you need to like say something about yourself. I have a podcast. Yeah, I have it's a podcast. Like, Boom. Yeah. Easy. It's, it's like, like your safe word. People are like, Oh, well, they want to hear more. They're like, Hmm. hmm. <laughs> they, they actually like it. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, Hmm. Okay. So anyways, uh, another couple other things that, you know, hit, 
came across my table thinking about the start of school. Um, couples. So St. Thomas being a Catholic school, a lot of good couples around. A lot of big lot, couples. A lot of hand-holding, a lot of PDA. Oh, my Lord. Hand-holding is out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, though, not a lot of guys taking uh, uh, street side as they're walking on the sidewalk. That's a good point. I noticed that. Unbelievable. Too. Yeah. That cannot happen. No, I mean, it just rained the other day. And a car could be passing and splash your girl. Yeah. You take that puddle. Yeah, you, you take, take that splash. Yeah, come on. Be a I gentleman. Mean, yeah, be a gentleman. Chivalry be, is not dead. Mallory told not, us that on the first podcast. Yeah, unbelievable. My lord. Um, yeah, so that one that one kind of got me going. Uh, how about this one, though? Uh, forgetting names of your acquaintances. So your your classmates that you've been, been going. We're seniors. We've been going to class with these kids for three, four years now. Yep. And, and we're a university that's large enough where you don't see them all the time. So, like, I've right. run into people... That I haven't seen since sophomore year or freshman year that I lived in uh, Brady Hall with, and the other day I just ran into someone and I was like, "Oh, how you doing?" Like you know, dab him up or whatever. <sighs> no idea What's what his name. name. Yeah, no acquaintance. Yeah, but it's not like you don't like him or you're yeah. not friends with him. It's just hey, you're, he's, you've been taking class, you've been going through the rigors with this guy for years. Yeah, of course you guys are gonna say hello to each other. I've actually had projects with kids. Who like I'm on the same team as them and stuff, and I still forget their names. It's yeah. just kind of a bad move on my part. Got to network better. Got to be better, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, uh, this is more. I would actually pin this as a, a decal's eye in the sky. So uh, trapping the puck uh, segment segment, segment alert, alert. Uh, decal's eye in the sky. Um, this this one is uh, some that we might have to talk to President Sullivan about. Um, it's a big issue. Not maybe not an issue, but just something I've noticed. Uh, maybe something that she's been behind. Uh, there have been a lot of skateboarders on campus this year. And uh, I know traditionally St. Thomas, uh, being the Catholic institution that it is, is traditionally not a skateboard school. I would uh, tag us more as a rollerblade or a biking school. Um, either way, we got a lot of skateboarders. There used to be a lot of longboarders, but now it's turned strictly to skateboarding. So uh, I don't know how, how, that's, how that's going. I don't know how that came to be it's so weird, fast. You know, and they're, and they're, they're all in the weight room, too. Are they? They're all wearing like skateboard apparel in the weight room, and it's like like thrashers all over the place. It's like <laughs> thrashers. Yeah, explain that to me. I heard that from Zucchini, M- Maria. Maria Zucchini, yeah. friend of the program, very f- big friend of the program. She calls people <laughs> thrashers, and the, she's like describes them as uh, like wearing the skater clothes, the zoomies stuff, whatever. Like and wearing like Volcom and like Etnies. Yeah, that stuff. Remember Etnies, dude? Not really. Okay, well, like, take me, take you back to, like, middle school. Okay. When, like, everyone, the cool thing was to be a skater. Um, you bet you I was a skater. I, I was a really good skater for, not. like, two years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you gotta wear your Volcom, Etnies, you gotta wear, like, Vans. Vans are still good now, but, like, yeah. Vans for sure. DC. DC, uh, Hurley. Um... All those brands, yeah. wild, wild. Went to like Zoomies skate shops. Oh yeah, can't can't go there though. Can't can't advertise it. No, skate shops. Thrasher, absolutely not. Thank Thrasher. you, thank you, Zucchini, for that. Yeah, gosh, that's wild. Um, you know what else that's going on right now is you know people are seeing each other for the first time all, all summer, right? And you're walking big time reunions, big time reunions, and you're walking either in a building or outside. And there's just too many hurts, too many people stopping in random spots to inconvenience your stride. Right. And you got to, like, avoid them, like, dip and rip and slide by. But sometimes they happen right in front of you and you just run right into them. Yeah. It's very inconvenient. Um, one thing that I would suggest uh, to our listeners, because everyone's dealing with this issue right now, uh, that's just reality. Um, 
use eye contact. Um, stare at people um, to get them out of your way. Yep. Um, if you're looking down at the ground, looking at your phone, uh, you know, just not moving efficiently, uh, I would consider that uh, if you're walking at a slow pace, that's called moseying. Mosey. Don't mosey. Yep. Walk from place to place. Um, use eye contact to move people out of your way. Yes. So um, if you're if, if you're looking right in their eyes and you're walking straight towards them, I mean, it's fight or flight for them right there. I would guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the time, they're gonna they're gonna fly. So, just a little quinky dink for you guys, helping you guys out there. You know, I I hope we're drawing new audience members because we're trying to market as much as possible, and with a influx of about a thousand five hundred, I don't know how many classes, but yeah. the freshman class have arrived. Yeah. So uh, so welcome freshmen. Welcome freshmen. I hope you guys uh, reach out to us. You know, decal and AI. Just a couple of podcasters on the back pocket. Yeah. We'd love to have your input on here, and this is a perfect time to say give us a five-star review and a rating and, uh, in that review. Follow us on Instagram, Follow us uh, on Instagram. Facebook. Uh, we have Twitter as well. Um, a guy, a freshman, our freshman class marketing intern representative right now yep. is uh, allegedly uh, Shea Garrity. Uh, I think he's in Ireland. I don't know where he's at, but... He's, he's in Brady, actually. Whatever, wherever he is, it's his uh, primary responsibility to uh, promote our podcast in the dorms. Yes. Uh, he's our chief word-of-mouth guy in that regard, so um, definitely uh, come talk to him and see uh, what you need to do to get involved. Uh, so we'd love Sh- to... Shea Garrity, that's number 14 on the football team. Yeah. Uh, long S- hair. Yeah, long he's got hair. got right arm sleeve. Yep. Uh, skinnier guy. Uh, he may or may not have a beard. Depends on what we- what day of the week it is. Good point. Um, yeah. Good guy, though. Stand-up guy care about them chief yeah. chief freshman marketing yeah guy. yeah oh so and then uh i guess we should trap the puck a little bit sure uh so looking forward yes uh so we have a few things going on uh in the future now we had already mentioned the president Sullivan and the dr b and we also mentioned the dance team so the dance team uh we got hat we had them in uh we actually set a guinness world record for most uh dressed dancers in a podcast room yes uh that was pretty cool um, so I, we'll sh- we'll share that with you guys. I, I know you'll thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. So that we're, was fun. We're gonna have a little debate, uh, skirt versus skirt, because you know we had to talk to females about this because we don't know. Because what do we know? Yeah. I, Our debate I, is you was useless. Yeah. We <laughs> we we tried recording a skirt versus skirt earlier, or we at, in in real time. Yeah. And uh, that was brutal. Yes. I I could barely pronounce the word skirt, so we're gonna have to get that figured out. Yeah. Um. Oh. So. Uh, what was the other guy we were getting on? Oh, well, we have Homie on this week. Uh, yes. Unbelievable guy. Unbelievable guy. Just this was one of my favorite interviews. By far. Be, uh, mainly because he reached out to us, so like we knew we had to utilize his time. This wasn't like us intruding on someone else's time. He right. wanted to come, so we're like, all right, we got to maximize, optimize this opportunity. Right. And his story and just his, like the inspiration that he hopefully gives you guys, he gave us at least, because him being a startup... And really, you know, he just talks about the day in, day out grind of just, just continuing to push out content, content, content. Um, and he really, I think he picked up on our vibes. I respect him a ton and love that he was able to sit down with us. Yeah, and you know, another thing about Phil—that's his name. Uh, he, you know, his outlook and what his why is, what why he does what he does is very similar to uh, what we do at the back pocket. And uh, you know, in that regard, you know, we have a very it, we we developed a great relationship. And, uh, you know, we look forward to future endeavors with Phil as well. So, yes. um, should I, we go ahead and kick it to the interview? Let, let me just leave you with oh, this yeah. final note. Yeah. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. Yeah. Today we got our first guest 
who reached out to us to get on the podcast. So we're very honored to have Phil today here. He is the CEO of Homie. So let's welcome Phil. Awesome. <laughs> How are you doing today, Phil? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, as we do with all of our guests, um, you know, we're an average podcast. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on being average and uh, you are not average. You started your own company. Uh, you're CEO. It's pretty sweet. Um, but uh, we have to ask the question, uh, what makes you average, Phil? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. We got asked this question, not why we're average, but... We got interviewed by an editorial called Power Moves Twin Cities, and they asked us, what was your power move? And my answer to them, I actually thought about it for a little bit. My answer to them was, my power move was admitting that I don't know anything about anything. And a big part of success and getting better and doing awesome things is admitting that you don't know, starting from the bottom and scratching and clawing and grinding your way up. And so... I mean, if there's any, I don't think there's anyone more average than me, frankly. So uh, it's it's something I'm actually really proud of. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's really humbling to just like, it's everyone respects it when you just let yourself know that like, hey, I'm average, and I and here's what I got. So. Absolutely. And there's this book called Outliers. It's written by this guy named Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. And he talks about how, in order to become an expert in your field, you need to spend ten thousand hours, which is the equivalent of like five to ten years, depending on how many hours of week you work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things for me was admitting that, you know, when I was in investment banking, I would never know as much about capital markets as my managing director. Or, you know, I'm never going to understand as much about technology as Mark Zuckerberg. But admitting that and trying to learn and, you know, approaching failure as a learning experience instead of a setback, I mean, that's, that's huge in just growing yourself. So it's something I've adopted. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, that's a little quinky dink for, you know, us to actually adopt and pick up and for all of our listeners to actually absolutely get after. Um, so, like we had said previously, um, you're the CEO of Homey. Yep. Uh, can you kind of outline and explain to us, you know, how Homey uh, came to be and yeah, what, what it's all about? Uh, so, I guess to take you all the way back, um, Homey stands for Humans of My Institution. It's a playoff of Humans of New York, if you've heard of that before. And the idea is that everyone has this dope story of who they are, how they ended up where they are, what they want to do. And our mission, why we do this, is to help people share those stories and to build better relationships. And relationships have been the core of our business since day one, and I'm super proud to say that it's still the core of our mission. Uh, But our business, Homie, it's a social network, and it's, it's only for students and alumni from a certain school. So, for example, at St. Thomas, you can only talk to students and alumni from St. Thomas. It's kind of like Facebook in the early days. Uh, It's a little more career-driven, so you can ask questions about, you know, how do I think about medical school, right? How do I prepare for the MCAT? How do I go into engineering, right? What alumni are working in engineering? You know, how do I break into finance or investment banking and all these different things that, frankly, as a college student, you don't know. But part of life and part of homie is hearing stories and figuring that out. And so I'm originally from Los Angeles. I moved here about almost seven years ago. Uh, I was recruited to play tennis at a small liberal arts college called Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. And you know, I came from super conservative Orange County, 
like Asian community. I didn't even have like non-Asian friends when I moved out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by the end of my senior year, I was living with five large bearded football rugby guys. And it was the the, (laughs) the craziest thing. And so uh, a big part of that, that was a, a lot of personal development there. But I went in with the plan of being an investment banker, right? I wanted to go into finance. I wanted to wear cool suits and shake hands really well and have a nice haircut and close deals. You still have the nice haircut. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just, I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, And so I started applying for jobs uh, in investment banks. And I realized very quickly that it's really hard to get a job on Wall Street coming out of Northfield, Minnesota. And, you know, I didn't have a dad at Goldman Sachs or anything like that. So I just hit up every single Carleton alum working in finance. Carleton has this alumni directory. And I just literally emailed every single person who did anything close to investment banking. I made networking trips to New York, to Chicago, to L.A., and, I mean, I was just trying to get a summer internship. And that turned into this crazy cool adventure of meeting alumni who were doing just the most senior people, right? I met anywhere from the first-year analyst at you know, Credit Suisse to billionaire James family office owner Kathy James, who became our first anchor investor, right? And I ended up getting offers from almost every single bulge bracket investment bank on the street, all because there was a Carleton alum at every investment bank on the street. So I went off to work for Morgan Stanley in Hong Kong. I was in the high-frequency trading desk. And then my boss found out that I played tennis. And so my job went from building spreadsheets to going and whining and dining hedge fund clients and just chilling. And so I, instead of working 100-hour weeks, I would go and you know, I'd do like 9 to 5, and then my boss would take me to the country club, and we'd go for doubles and then have a steak and a nice bottle of red and just hang out with hedge fund guys because those were our clients. So I got exposure to sales and client relationships very, very early on. And uh, for me, it was, it was awesome experience. I learned a ton, but I just wasn't really sure if that's what I wanted to do with my life. And so I ended up taking a term off from school. So the internship from, with Morgan Stanley was my junior year summer. I took about eight months off from school and I moved to China and I worked in a bunch of hole-in-the-wall restaurants and cooked Chinese food for a while, just soul-searching, figuring things out. And then realized I wasn't going to be a Chinese chef. Cooking is tough. Like, yeah. And so I look back on it, and every single job or internship I'd ever gotten had come from a Carleton alum. And so that's where the idea for Homie started, where you know, if I could get a ton of advice from Carleton alumni, then maybe other students could benefit from talking to alumni as well. And so I reached out to some of my buddies who were computer science majors, and we built the early stages of Homie while at Carleton. So this was about two years ago now, and in a couple months, we'd signed up 20% of campus. And this was without a product. Like, we didn't have what we have now. It was literally a landing page with put in your email, and you can register for Homie. But what, we, what happened was people saw Homie, and they saw what we were about. They saw our mission, and they were like, no, this isn't networking. Like, this isn't my dad's network. This is my network. These are networking was becoming, networking, I feel like, is a word that doesn't really apply to young people anymore. In my mind, it's like emailing strangers and asking for jobs or going to career fairs, wearing suits that don't really fit you and Mm -hmm. like talking to these recruiters and trying to get their business cards or like 10 dudes going up. It's like, you know, you have a speaker come and there's like 10 people that line up like, hey, hey, you know, can I have your business card? I'll reach out to you. But at the end of the day, what networking should be is just meeting cool people and getting to know them and hearing their story and ultimately building a relationship with them. And that was our mission from day one, and you know it's it's stayed the same ever since. Uh, so we signed up 
bunch of Carlton people, and then we graduated. And, you know, it was tough, actually, because, you know, they talk about bootstrapping a company, which means using your own money to grow a company, but we were broke college kids. We didn't have any money. So for the first week of Homie, after graduation, we were actually homeless. Uh, we, we broke into our, uh, our school library, or it was the White Center for Creativity, and uh, we lived off of Doritos that we took from Alumni Reunion and Taco Bell. And that, that was our very humble beginnings with Homie. And then, uh, then we got funded. Uh, Kathy James, uh, she, was, she actually started Morgan Stanley's Insurance Investment Banking Group. Um, I hit her up when I was trying to get into banking. Uh, she wrote us our first $25,000 check. And we took that money and we rented out a house in uptown Minneapolis and lived and worked together. Uh, we, we spent probably a year going to Costco and buying uh, chicken breasts and eggs. We would buy 50 pounds of chicken breast and 240 eggs and eat chicken and eggs. And we did that for about a year, mm-hmm. just like building homie, and living super lean. Building we, your bodies as well. Just lifting every day. <laughs> not, not really. I, no, it's actually tough. I've been trying to get, um, I've been trying to exercise a little more because, you know, with work, kind of lose it. Uh, that's one thing. You hear about, like, oh, I work so many hours, I work 80-hour weeks, but at the end of the day, like, you need to take care of your body because mm-hmm. what's the point at the end of the day if, like, you've built the super successful company but you don't even, like, appreciate yourself and your body and, like, so for anyone listening out there, eat healthy, get <laughs> exercise. <laughs> your, your body's a temple. So your body's sure you a temple, like yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, and so, I mean, fast forward two years, we've raised over half a million dollars in investment financing. Um, we've expanded to 15 colleges and now we have a business model, which is that we sell HR software to companies and all these companies, 93% of them use LinkedIn to find college students. Mm -hmm. The issue is that only 21% of college kids actively engage on LinkedIn, which means that if you want to find good college talent, you have to physically go to campus to find these college students. The issue is that companies can't send a recruiter to every campus, right? There are a ton of super smart and motivated St. Thomas students who get left out of the loop because the companies don't come to campus and you apply to all these jobs and you send in your resumes, you send in 30 resumes, but you feel like you're applying to some black vortex of resumes. And it's true, right? It's because you get lost, you're a number, right? And what we do is we let students talk to alumni who work at these companies and they go and have that conversation. They talk about football, they talk about building the temple that is your body, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is that you bond over, yeah. you build a relationship with this alum. And if that alum likes you, there's a button on your profile that says refer to my company. And all they have to do is click refer. And someone in HR will get that and say, man, this kid's sharp. We want to talk to him and let's interview them. So your resume gets fast-tracked and you actually get a shot at getting a job at that company. So we've completely changed how college students get jobs and how companies hire college students. Yeah. And even on the flip side, now that you're saying it, you know, companies try and do this on their own. Yep. They yep. try and, you know, they have a careers tab on every every yep. company you go to. There's a careers tab and it says apply here. Like you said, it just creates a, you're nothing but a number once you put your application away and everything. Absolutely. And it's hard to track. And, you know, every kid is going to apply to the job, the companies they know of. So, I mean, there's going to be thousands of that. So now you're you're basically changing the whole dynamic and turning it from, you know, one thing that the company where the company kind of controls it Mm -hmm. and then you're taking advantage of that and saying let's start relationships build the relationships and then we'll worry about it absolutely and what i tell people all the time is our mission is not to help college students find jobs 
Because, you know, if you go to St. Thomas, you've clearly done something right. Either you did something right or your parents did something right. Something's going well for you here at Mm -hmm. St. Thomas. You don't have to worry about finding a job. What I care about is helping you build a career, right? And a career is you having a mentor, you knowing what you want to do, you waking up in the morning and feeling like, man, it's not the feeling of, oh, I have to go to work today. It's I'm waking up in the morning and I'm just doing what I love. And it doesn't even feel like work because I love my, I love what I'm doing. Right. And that's what I think that every young person should be able to figure out. Right? Maybe not everyone will achieve it, but you should at least have the opportunity to figure it out. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're partnering with 15 universities. Uh, so full disclosure, we do not partner okay. with the actual universities. We find hustlers on campus. We find the people who'd be building companies on their own, people who want to talk to alumni, people who, frankly, are doing what Homie does on their own, and we just give them Homie on a silver platter. Right? We, Homie's free for students, it's free for alumni, and it's free for colleges. Right? If anyone wanted to go sign up for Homie now, it's they can just do it on their phones. Right? They just go to homie.io and s- sign up. Uh, Quick plug, homie.io. Yeah, uh, right. and Just click sign up. St. Thomas, we've already got almost 400 people from St. Thomas on the platform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's pretty exciting. And those 400 are alumni uh, and students? Yes, yeah, so okay. students and alumni, uh, and that ranges from freshmen all the way to seniors and recent graduates. Um, one of the things that I've realized is that this isn't just student alumni networking, right? This is a community. Like, for you to be able to jump on a homie and say, everyone in this community cares about me and wants help, that's what we've built. Because everyone signed up for a homie because they want to get involved with their school, because they love Tommy's, because they love, you know, just they want to help. And they've received help in the past, too. And for young people, for freshmen, you know, figuring out what you want to major in, or for sophomores, what's the first internship I should get, or juniors, What's that summer internship that's going to turn into a full-time offer? Or even graduates, right? I graduated two years ago, and maybe I don't know what I want to do, right? Maybe I did something and realized that I hated it, and I'm looking for that next step, right? It's, it's not just about connecting students with alumni. It's about building relationships. And, you know, that's, again, that's what we're all about. Uh, I had a question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you are called the CEO, yeah. um, but um, I have a question um what do you like what is your job uh on a day-to-day basis sure it's because you know um, you're a smaller startup company yeah absolutely the ceo doesn't just shake hands and kiss babies no so no I, I was just curious what you guys what your scope of work is yeah it's a it's a great question and i would say that my job changes a lot first off there's no average day and i know that you hear that from everybody who you ask but uh i like to refer to ceo as chief everything officer uh, my job is essentially to put out fires. Um, so my team will come to me with problems. And they'll either the product's not working or we have an issue with marketing or we have a client who wants to talk to us or an investor wants to chat about you know, what are our uh, projections for next quarter. Um, my job is to go and tackle those problems. Uh, but I would say that over, the, over time, my job has evolved from trying to do everything into three core things. Uh, the first one is... The first one is making sure our company is properly properly capitalized, making sure that the lights stay on, there's money coming in, employees are paid, because at the end of the day, there's this kind of unwritten promise between the CEO and the employees that you're going to put in sweat, blood, tears, you're going to put your lives on the line, you're going to forego 
mean, our CTO has gotten offers from major tech companies in the Valley, like probably social media platforms that you use uh, for hundreds of thousands of dollars and equity options uh, to leave Homie and to go and work there. But he's turned every single one of those down because he genuinely feels like he's changing the world because we get emails and texts and Snapchats from people saying, thank you for building this. You know, I met an alum, a mentor, it changed what I want to do. It changed my life. And is he an original Carlton guy that you? Yeah, he's uh, okay. he's my co-founder. Okay. We were both 2015. Uh, he studied computer science. Okay. Uh, so number one, my job is to make sure we're capitalized because when Jatal puts in the sweat, blood, and tears, I have to make sure that the company's around for him to do that. Right. Secondly, my job is to hire great people. Right. To find the hustlers, to find the people who maybe you don't have a 4.0, but you learned more outside the classroom than you did inside the classroom. You have an amazing gift with people. Uh, you understand the importance of relationships, all these important things that, frankly, you can't see on a resume. It's my job to find those people. And most importantly, to find people who believe in our mission, right? who understand the importance of relationships. That's number two. And then number three is to build a place, to build Homey into a place where people want to work. Right? Companies talk about retention all the time. Retention is in how do I keep these people working at my company? My take on retention is that I don't want to force someone to stay at homey, right? I want to build homey in a place where they want to stay, right? And a big part of that is making sure that everyone has the opportunity to make a difference, right? To change the world, to make a dent in the universe, whatever you want to call it, for them to feel like the work is actually impacting the lives of others. Uh, that's a big part of what we're about. So to answer your question, those are my three jobs. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, I probably should have asked this question in the beginning, but I just thought of it now. Um, I'm curious how you found out about the back pocket because uh, For sure. we as podcasters don't have any statistics on um, who listens, how mm-hmm. many people have listened. Uh, we we It could be five. It could be 400. Yeah, so we don't know. In, like we always say, ignorance is bliss with the back pocket. Um, we, have, we would have to pay for Apple analytics gotcha. and we don't. And so we pride ourselves on uh, word of mouth. Yeah. And so yeah, we were just curious. curious. And I think that... You know, as you grow as a, as a podcast, you know, analytics is important. But one thing to keep in mind is that you know, the people who are going to be your biggest supporters are the people who just vibe with what you do. Mm-hmm. The average Joes who just who want to hear about average people who are doing awesome things. So how I found out about it was actually we have a team of uh, campus homies. Uh, they're the people who are spreading homie across their campuses. We have teams at every school. Um, and one of the guys, uh, Chris Hornung, he is a, uh, I believe, a senior bio major. He's, um, yeah. he's super involved with a lot of different things at St. Thomas. And he mentioned that you guys are doing some cool stuff and figured this would be a great place to share a story. Awesome. Yeah. So we're effective across campus for people to reach out to high-level executives. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so like you had mentioned you know, earlier, um, just some advice uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned a few things when we were talking earlier, uh, you know, about, uh, entrepreneurship and, you know, you, you really risked it and, you know, put yourself out, out there to, yeah. you know, do what you wanted to do, follow your passion and, you know, start your own company. Um, what are, uh, kind of the benefits and like disadvantages of like doing that, of being an entrepreneur? Well, here's the thing. There's, there's entrepreneurs and there's entrepreneurs. Right. There's the people like who, who are really building companies, 
And then, then there are the people who are complaining about how investors won't fund their companies. When in reality, if you spent more time building your company, maybe you would get funded. Sure. Right? And entrepreneurship is about, it's about risks. It's about taking risks and it's about mitigating risks. So, uh, I mean, my mom for probably the year, first year and a half kept asking me, when are you getting a real job? Right. And then we started getting like featured in like, Minnesota business magazine. I was in the 35 under 35, the power 50. And she started to see like, Oh wow, he's actually doing something legit. This is his job. <laughs> um, and, but the thing is like, Entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey. It's a journey, right? It, it doesn't happen overnight. You hear about, you hear about Snapchat blowing up. You hear about, you know, Facebook. But at the end of the day, you don't hear about that graveyard of startups that are littered on the side of the road because they failed. Right? You only hear the success stories. And so, you know, the thing about entrepreneurship is you're basically putting yourself on the line. Uh, and what I would say is that it's not for everyone. Right? It's not for someone who wants to work a comfortable, you know, cushy career and have good benefits and have stable family life. But for the hustlers, the people who, um, the people who just want more, who want to make a, make a change, who want to really push themselves in this crazy, crazy direction, entrepreneurship is amazing. And you know, the opportunities that I've gotten, the people that I've met, the lessons that I've learned, I mean, I've learned more in the last two years than I probably could have anywhere else. And uh, the bottom line, though, is that um, entrepreneurship is about asking for help. Right? And I actually wrote a blog on this, but it's it's important to understand that you don't know everything, especially when you're coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Right? To admit that like, I've never built a scalable tech company before, I've never raised venture funding, but... I'm going to go and talk to people who have and hear how they did it and piece it all together. Because it's kind of like you have an airplane, you have all the parts of an airplane, but you're falling, you jump off a cliff and you have to assemble the airplane on the way down mm-hmm. before you hit the ground. <laughs> right. And, like and that's, that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very true analogy, but you know, it's just learning on the fly, doing things and it's not for everyone, but you know, for the people who do do it, it's awesome. Yeah. And what I would say is that do it while you're young. Cause at the end of the day, you know, if you graduate from college and you spend two, three, four, five years building a company, what's the worst thing that happens, right? You have a great learning experience. Yeah, damn, I'm 25 years old and I learned a ton, right? And, you know, so it's it's just something that, you know, before you have a wife and kids and, like, real responsibilities, you know, it's some, there's something to be said about, like, going and doing it, yeah, at least okay. trying it. And as podcasters, so we yeah. originally started in the beginning of Fe- February, okay. um, and all we knew was we needed a mic, and uh, we needed to upload it to iTunes. Yeah. We had to figure <laughs> out how to get it to iTunes. Yeah. It took um, us about two and a half months, but we did it. Our, our uh, leaders of the podcast would probably be like the Pardon My Take guys from Barstool, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, and then like uh, Tim Ferriss, some guys yeah. like that who have podcasts already. So we listened to how they describe yeah. their podcasts, and we kind of carry those themes onto our podcast. But really, we're pretty stagnant right now with growth, I'd say. I mean, we just continue to put out more and more podcasts. This will be the 21st podcast. Okay. Um, as an entrepreneur, maybe not podcast background, do you have yeah. any suggestions on how we can further grow our uh, Absolutely. network? Uh, well, the first thing is that no one's going to know this industry better than you guys, right? I could jump in and give you my advice on mm-hmm. how to build a podcast, but you know, I haven't been living the life, right? You guys live and breathe this. And so, uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of conflicting advice from people 
who think they know, but at the end of the day, you need to understand that this is your podcast and you're the ones who know it best. That said, in terms of marketing and expansion and growth and funding, uh, funding is something that, frankly, you have very low costs, right? It's two dudes and a mic. Yep. And maybe another dude or a dudette, right? You know, exactly. Diversifying yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just making sure that you have, that you stay real, right? And that's something that w- one of the things we struggled with was uh, how do we actually keep it real? How do we not sell out? How do we not become another LinkedIn or a monster or an Indeed, right? And staying true to what you're about, staying average. Staying close to your why. Yeah. why and you yeah, and don't forget your roots, right? And it's all about the why. Uh, because people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And I, I see on your face that you've listened to Simon Sinek. Yes, we have. <laughs> so, um, Our coach um, for a football team plays yeah, at every yeah. Camp, uh, during camp every year. Yeah, I make all of our uh, I make all of our new employees watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you do have to. We were because... going to ask you what your why was. I think you saw that question. You worked it in <laughs> yeah. earlier, so I, we bypassed it. But yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, but there's also something to be said about like delivering value, right? Everyone, like, it's great. If I walked around when we first started, like, just yelling relationships, relationships, everyone would just think I'm crazy. Right, we've had a certain degree of success, which allows me to go and say these world-changing things, and you know, to to be semi-crazy, because it's expected of a startup CEO. But you you have to deliver value to your users and to your people. Like you need someone who's listening to this podcast to be inspired to be an entrepreneur, right? To to wanna sign up for Homey or to reach out to someone, an alum who's doing something. That's when you're really gonna deliver value. And I think a big part of that is getting really cool people with dope stories on your podcast. Because if you have really, really successful people coming on, people will listen to it. Yep. Because yeah. that's, I mean, your job as podcasters is to help people share their stories, not to talk about yourselves. Yes. Right? Right. And, uh, you know, I think, frankly, a really good resource for you would be your alumni network. Right? To, for you to go to the, the common center, like the ASC, and to find the list of donors who gave the most money to this school and go and talk to them because they're clearly doing something right. right? They have a lot of money to give and go off that list and just be like, Hey, I want to share your story and I want to share it with St. Thomas. Would you be interested in getting involved? Yeah. And then sharing their story because if they gave millions of dollars to the school, I'm sure they'd be willing to give 30 minutes of their time to change some students' lives. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, hadn't think, yeah. I hadn't thought about going on the donors list. We, yeah. we have mentioned faculty members on here. But, yeah, and, and definitely uh, be real about it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't just like cold email every single person. Do some research on no, them, yeah. like what they do. Yep. Like I want to hear how you did this. I want to hear how you built that company and you know, put it all together. Yeah. Awesome. Then, and that's kind of what this podcast really evolved into. Uh, when, we very, when we first started the podcast, we thought we were going to be doing uh, you know, more. We are a comedy podcast, but more of like yeah. a politic comedy podcast. Ah, but we don't know anything about... So that's a touchy about, subject right We don't right know now. anything yeah. about politics. <laughs> Um, so we bailed on that pretty quick. We bailed on that yeah. so fast. And then it turned into just like simply our version of networking and our version of being able to put a twist on it. And yeah. actually, you know, we found that it was easier to email someone and say, hey, can we like have you on our podcast because we're interested in you and your story yeah. rather than, hey, can I get a job? For and sure. so we found that out very early. Mm-hmm. And 
we've been able to, you know, talk. We, we interview our friends sometimes, and, yeah. you know, we have fun time with it. But at the same time, we're also interviewing people, like, yeah. that actually uh, we want to have relationships with and, sure. build, and build a network. Yes. Well, and as you build your brand, right, you guys are that brand. Right, and and people are gonna fall in love with with you guys and what you're doing, and it's it's super important to stay authentic to that because the second that like people can smell bullshit, right? It's it's like uh, the second you become inauthentic, you just become another like Walmart who's advertising like baby wipes. You yep. know, uh, you need to stay true to yourselves. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to think about ad dollars and all that kind of stuff, but you know, make sure that you just keep doing you, and you know. Stay true to your mission, and everything also fall into place. That's awesome. Absolutely. So well, I know we are running out of time. You got a meeting here in a few minutes. Yeah, I can talk for a few more minutes. Um, do you have any pressing questions? Uh, I was going to finish with our final two questions. Love it. Ah, so yeah. uh, we do this also with all of our guests. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, we we take it, uh, we love these questions. Yes. Uh, sure. So first one is a story of a famous oh, person. Man. That's a good one. Let's see. Do you guys want to hear about the Chinese Donald Trump or the viral hip-hop artist who's about to blow up? And I can tell you a little bit about what's going on. Uh, well, we actually pride ourselves on like knowing about music before it pops. All right, yeah, all right. We, we actually were sneaky. the first to say uh, Despacito was going to oh, be a song of man, summer. We said that back in February. February so 12th. Go yeah, right. back well, next time you guys know a song is going to pop, hit me up. Okay. And we'll put some marketing dollars around it. Okay. But, um, so I was at this, this Korean barbecue restaurant. Um, in Uptown. I'm, it's called Hoban Korean Barbecue. Super, super good place. Uh, shout out Freddie. Uh, he's the owner. Uh, and nice. we're drinking buddies. And so he lets me in like late night. And nice. he lets me in the kitchen. And nice. we cook like super dank Chinese food. Nice. At like 4 a.m. Yeah. Post like bar close. And so it's like a great time. And so I walk in one day and there's this, this six foot five, big, tall, scary dude. His name's Momo. And he's got like tats on his face. He has dreads. He's got like the gold teeth like the grills yeah. and I'm just like there's no way I'm ever gonna hang out with this guy cause I come <laughs> from like Asian Southern California right like I didn't know too many like rapper friends and so you know we're at an after party and the song comes on and everyone's like bumping along to it and he's rapping along to it and I was like dude this is a good song what song is this I was like oh this is my song I was like oh that's cool <laughs> and so I was like look I'm a tech CEO like I don't do music but this is like awesome I've never really met a rapper I was like fanboying pretty hard yeah. but um I was like, maybe we could, uh, you should come through to the office. We're downtown right next to Amy Klobuchar, which is really funny because uh, we're like this rowdy tech company and like the senators right next to us. <laughs> um, but so he comes through and he was like doing pretty well when we met him. He had like 70,000 listens on my mixtapes. He had just come back from Atlanta. He was in like one of Future's music videos and he was like building his brand in Minnesota. And so when I met him, he was... Uh, his name was Momo Cobain, uh, playoff of Kurt Cobain. And um, I asked him, like, do you ever rap about anything that's not about, like, shooting people or selling drugs or the club? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so I started taking him to tech conferences, like virtual reality conferences where you strap on the goggles. And he broke, like, some VR high score of, like, an unreleased video game that one of my friends had built. And he just, like, caught the tech bug. So I started taking him to tennis with my investors in Eden Prairie. He went to meetings with our lawyers at in the IDS Tower. And, like, the dude saw a new world. Like, I even took him to L.A. for Christmas to meet my Chinese family. And, like, he just hung out with us. And no I took way. him to a party at the Ritz-Carlton. And I, I had my tailor in Hong Kong make him a suit, right? And he started to see this world that was more than just the streets. 
And so he started incorporating that into his music. And so his sound started to take a new shape. And so what happened was the streets started noticing this. And like Momo working with the tech company, becoming like a corporate rapper, like really doing something that was against the grain. Then I had my marketing team go in and rebrand him. So instead of like, you know, all like the thug stuff, like he still got like his roots in the street, but he's also appealing to a different demographic. But he's talking about the come up, about the why, right? I made him watch the Simon Sinek video. Yeah, video. And um, <laughs> it's a must. so it was just, it was a really interesting dynamic. And then he just got signed by another record label called uh, Black Bag Entertainment. So they put over a million dollars behind him and the music and the movement. They built him a quarter million dollar studio in Uptown, which is like pretty sick. Fair. Yeah. yeah. And so he's got, he's dropping a mixtape in o- October 1st. So this is like literally you are the first ones to hear about this. I'm probably not supposed to talk too much about it, but he's got some big name artists on there. Uh, and I'll give you a little sneak peek. Uh, so it starts with this guy named Money Man, Southern rapper, uh, Nipsey Hussle out of LA. He's dropping a song with XXX Tentacion. Uh, he's going to be with, uh, I don't know if he's on these songs, but apparently Gucci Mane and Rick Ross are going to have features on the, on the tracks. So it's like a lot's happening. And, if you think about it, all of that happened through relationships that he built via homie. And I just think about it as a, I mean, I'm happy to see him come up and I'm happy to be a small part in his journey and his adventure, but like, it's pretty sick. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, um, awesome. <laughs> we're actually talking about bringing him to campus, uh, to do like a, a Momo go show and then, uh, for entrance to be free for all homies. So we'll still see how that goes. That's sick. But, uh, yeah, that's that he was famous, and that led to the Timberwolves reaching out to us, which is a whole nother story. But I got to meet. We got offered. Um, now this maybe maybe a part two to come, but uh, Sweet. the Minnesota Timberwolves reached out to us and asked us if we could help them broker sponsorship deals with Chinese corporates, and that turned into meeting Chinese Donald Trump and some of the like Wiggins and Towns and the C-suite and all that kind of stuff. Wow. But, you know, a story for another time. I love the part two plug, though. Yeah, We'd love to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, so final question right here. Yeah. What have you learned today from the time that you woke up to right now when we're podcasting? Man, I, you know, the my favorite part about my job is that I learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And today, I think that one of the things that really s- s- stayed true to me is that there are people doing really cool things everywhere. Right. You know, I walked into this house, like really having no idea. My, one of my interns set this up. So I just kind of walked in here and getting to hear your stories and you know, what you're doing and you know, your grind. It just reminds me that everyone's on the grind mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it motivates me to continue to, to do me and to, to do homie harder because, you know, you got to keep moving forward because if you're not moving forward, what are you doing? Great, man. That's inspirational. Yeah, and yeah. I hope our marketing interns pick that up. Just do them <laughs> and continue the grind because yeah. the grind is real. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Yeah, Thank you, Phil. My pleasure. So that was our interview with Phil. Fantastic. Again, like we re- reiterated on the front end, just a real stand-up dude. And thank you again, Phil, for taking time out of your day to meet with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great, a great dude. We appreciate you, Phil. Um, so... Let's finish up our show like we do with uh, all our shows. Um, hopefully, uh, some of you guys, n- some of you new guys are like, oh, what, how are they going to finish the show? They don't know how to yeah. do it. Well, that's okay. Uh, so we, what we do uh, at the end of our show, 
thank you for the guys who have made it this far, by the way. Yes, we appreciate We, we really appreciate that. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of time on your hands. Oh, how many how many minutes are we running at now? Like 40? Yeah. Oh, I know. 50 minutes. 50 so you guys minutes. have now listened to 50 minutes and counting. Almost 51 minutes. Yes. So that's pretty good. Congrats. All right, so now here's where uh, the podcast gets wild. This is where Andrew and I are probably at our best. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. That's We're, we're great yeah. at, in this end right now. Um, um, we finish strong. We tell you what we learned today because every day you need to learn something. And from the time you wake up to the time you podcast, there's something that's going to come across your table that you learned. Yeah, and the, and the point is of what you learned today is... You have to identify what you learned and really hold on to that. Otherwise, you're going to forget it. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. So you've really got to hone in every single day on what exactly you're learning. So uh, that's why we do. That's why we ask all our guests what they learned. And we tell you, what did we learn? And then we also finish with a feel-good story. So we're positive guys yeah, and we want to leave on a positive note. Always. So we always want to end on a positive note and leave you guys feeling great. So let's get after it. Andrew, what did you learn today? I learned uh, a new word. I learned uh, what copulation meant. Okay. Um, this was from a Google search that... Took yeah, how did this come across your table? Uh, Doomer and I were talking about something, and we needed to look... I can't remember exactly what it was, but we needed to look something up. This was coming home on the bus from uh, our past game, and uh, I looked it up, and then this word copulation came across our table, and we're like, what is it? I never even heard of that word. We'll look that up after we figure out what this means, blah, blah, blah. We figured it out, and then we Googled copulation, and... I had no idea the the way it was used in this um, wet front and like the original phrase sentence was kind of confusing. So we obviously we looked it up and copulation is a synonym for coitus, mm, or which is a synonym for intercourse, which is a synonym for sex. Nice, yeah, don't crush that. That's sick. Uh, so I hope all you guys are uh, being safe um, with copulation throughout your time here. Yeah, you're copulating uh, very thoughtfully, mm-hmm. um, you know, in situ- situations. Don't copulate where uh, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Exactly. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think copulation meant when you first, like, when it, when copulation came into your brain without knowing what it was? Yeah. What did you think it was? I thought it was kind of something, like, gregarious. It, it's it, it, it The way it, in the sentence was kind of leading towards intercourse, but it, I did not think it was exactly that. I thought it may have been, like, a, like, Steve kind of mentioned something about being, like, bashful and grotesque so mm-hmm. i don't know something hmm. how about you uh well you asked me this earlier today yes and that's why i wanted to bring it up uh yeah i thought when i heard copulation i you know i, I thought it was something like calculation and so that's kind of what i defaulted to as a as an engineer i guess uh so i thought it meant like the very action that your brain makes when you're adding uh numbers together so like two plus two equals four you copulated to get that number. Your uh, brain copulated. Yep. Turns out that's not what my brain was doing no. or anything of the sort. Hmm. Um, so that's, oh, that's great. That's awesome. And I hope our marketing interns take that to their daily lives. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Deck? What did you learn? Uh, I thought you were going to say, uh, maybe our marketing interns copulate. Yeah. But that's that's a psycho move. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We'll let them figure that out. Yeah. Um, what did I learn? So uh, I learned, uh, this was in my philosophy class. Um, I learned that the definition of homo sapien is wise man. So we're talking about what separates uh, a man or like a human from an animal. Because we are mammals. We did confirm that on the podcast last week. Yes. We are mammals. Uh, But what makes us different from any other ordinary mammal? 
and our genus name, Homo sapien, directly translates to wise man. So we're wise, all of us. Even though some of us are dingoes, or dinguses, uh, we're wise. We're wise. So in, in our own way. In our own way, whether we like it or not. Thank you for making our marketing interns a little more knowledgeable. Yeah, of course. Uh, so now we're going to f- finish this podcast off with a feel-good story. Of course. Um, positive guys, as we said, and I always just reiterate that we take everything and try to swing it positively because stay positive and work is one of our mottos. Um, and we're just continue to do that. So Absolutely. here's our feel good story. Decky, take it home. Um, what were we going to do? Uh, you know, I, I'll take, actually, wait, I'll, did, I'll take this one. What? I forgot. Football what. is back. Oh yeah. Of course. You know, Sunday, I mean, NFL football is back. NFL. Yes. They, they own the day of the week. Uh, they own Sundays and it's just good to have something to do on Sunday. Yeah. Look at your fantasy team. Um, and Even though it does seem, make you a little more stressful than it should, actually should yeah, be. Yeah, you know, fantasy definitely adds to uh, the stress, almost unneeded stress, but you know, it kind of depends how much money you have in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, you know, just the routine of a Saturday and a Sunday uh, every week of having f- college football Saturday and NFL Sunday and then NFL on Monday is... No, just an absolute, and then college football on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, college football and Tuesday, NFL Wednesday, Thursday. and then college football, high school football on Friday, and then well NFL football on Thursday, yep, and then high school football on Friday, and then football, Barclays Premier League Saturday morning, mm. and then you have the Big Ten games on Saturday, and then SEC games at night, and then more football. So it's really good to have football back, yeah, and we really like having just. Getting back into the routine of football because we miss it a lot. Uh, we care about football just like we care about all of our marketing interns. Um, like we said, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, make us part of your day because we really appreciate it. Um, and with that being said, have a great Monday. Take care. Take care. Take care.